I'm glad my sins are gone. When the Lord saves us, I'm thankful that he washes away our sins and uh, makes us clean, a new creature in Christ. And um, I'm thankful for that. I was pondering about trying to meditate and study over what the Lord might have for us today. Subject of baptism seems very fitting. And uh, with the Lord's help, we want to try to look at some of these things. And I want to encourage you today that, uh, as always, if you're here and lost, we want you to feel free to seek the Lord. But uh, faith is always uh, precedes baptism. And we want you to know and understand this morning that uh, as we look at some of these things, how uh, the last couple of two or three weeks we've made mention uh, that, and I, I was thinking about this earlier, and we might get into some of this here in a little while, but John made the statement, he said that uh, I must decrease and he must increase. And uh, that's the statement that John made. And uh, the Lord always must increase. And when we begin to see ourselves uh, and begin to humble ourselves to a state that we can do nothing without Him, uh, the Lord will show up and He'll show out. And as we was here a couple of two or three days ago, or a couple of two or three weeks ago, we seen evidence of that. And the Lord answered some prayers that we had been praying about. And certainly uh, God done every bit of that. And God can still do things today. So let's not limit the Lord. I tried to preach last Sunday about uh, staying on course and continuing to stay on the course that God would have us on. And uh, I was thinking about baptism today. And I, I'll just be honest with you. It seems like uh, as old-time Baptists, and maybe I'm part of the blame, uh, we just don't talk about the Lord's ordinances enough. And I really don't know if people truly understand what has taken place uh, when someone's baptized. And as I began to think about that over the week, I began to think about when I was baptized. And uh, I don't think I fully understood and comprehended what was happening. I was only about nine years old. I knew that I'd been saved. And I knew the Lord had led me to join his church. And, uh, but I don't think I fully comprehended what was taking place. So today we want to try to look at a few things, if you'll turn with us, to the sixth chapter of the Roman letters. And we want to take a few verses of text this morning with the Lord being our help. The sixth chapter of the Roman letters. Brother Mike was, uh, this morning in Sunday school, was trying to talk and do some explaining about what it is to have a good name, that a good name is more precious than ointment. And uh, when we are part of the Lord's church and, and uh, we are to go out into the world and uh, we are to continue to have a good name, that we are an ambassador, we're a representation of the Lord's church. And uh, so we want to try to continue in some of those thoughts this morning. 
in the sixth chapter of the Roman letter. Pray for me this morning. I need the Lord's help. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, and that the body of sin may be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. And I want to stop there for a moment, and we might go on if the Lord would permit us later on. But uh, the Apostle Paul here speaking to uh, the, Rome, uh, the church there at Rome, and he was uh, telling them, uh, and I, I, I love the way here in the third verse, he said, Know ye not that so many of us that are baptized unto Jesus Christ were baptized unto his death. And I don't believe they fully understood nor comprehended what exactly was taking place uh, when they were baptized. Now, I feel like this subject is a whole lot bigger than we are, uh, but I want to try to explain to you this morning, uh, and I guess it means more to me now than certainly it did when I was baptized, but I want to explain to you this morning just a little bit about what's taking place. Now, I realize this morning as we try to tell you a lot of times that uh, when you are taken to the water's edge or here at the baptistry, I want you to know this morning that uh, to me, uh, as the pastor of this church, it makes no difference uh, where we'll baptize you at. Uh, I want you to know and understand that this morning. Uh, the, uh, the eunuch there, that as he was with Philip, he seen water and he said, what suffereth uh, to be baptized? And uh, as Philip was talking there to the eunuch, he said, if you believe with all your heart, he said, you might be baptized. So I want you to know and understand this morning uh, that, uh, uh, that it, it, as long as the Lord is in it, it makes no difference to me uh, where we'll try to baptize you at. Uh, but I do want you to know this morning that, uh, that uh, the Lord uh, certainly uh, is in the matter, and we talk about there being ordinances. And the ordinances that we follow as old-time Baptists uh, is uh, uh, experiencing baptism and the Lord's Supper. Now, you can't have one without the other. And this morning, I believe that He commanded us to do those things. Now, there's people oftentimes that uh, look at me strange when I say that uh, the Lord commanded us to be baptized. 
Uh, but my friend, this morning I stand before you today and I believe that's what the Scripture teaches. I believe that's what the Lord Jesus desires this morning is for those uh, that have been saved uh, to be baptized into His church. That's what I believe this morning. Uh, there's a lot of folks that uh, say, well, uh, I need to be led to unite with His church. And listen to me this morning. That's important. But honey, don't get so wrapped up this morning in being led as much as it is that He commanded it this morning. He commanded it. Now, I believe here that there was some that didn't understand. He said, no, you're not. And he was trying to explain to them what it was to be baptized. He said that, uh, that as many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. A picture is what it is. Now, I want you to know this morning, there's, I've heard people that went down to the water's edge and and almost kind of made a mockery of it. They said, well, come on in. The water's fine this morning. Listen to me this morning. It's not a mockery. It's not, a, it's not just something that we do this morning. But I want you to know that it's special. It's a special service. Uh, I don't intend to make a joke out of it. My friend, it's something special this morning that you are being buried under his death. It's a picture of the Lord Jesus this morning. We say a lot of times that it's an outward showing of an inward grace, but it's more than that. It is an outward showing of an inward grace, but it's more than that this morning. You're showing the world. As the Apostle Paul speaks here, he says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that as like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. My friend, you're showing the world that you're being buried to the old man. The old man is dead. He's not alive anymore. That you've raised in the newness of life. That old man is dead unto sin. Listen, it's a picture of being buried. Uh, I want you to know that that's the reason why when we talk about what it is about baptism, that it's full immersion. That we, we don't just believe in uh, sprinkling. There's people out in the world today that believe that, uh, 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 listen, they want to talk about sprinkling infants and they want to talk about all of these things. Listen, that's not scriptural. That's not what the Bible teaches. But it talks about full immersion, being fully buried. When, uh, when you die, they don't just go out and sprinkle a little dirt on you. No, they bury you. You're buried. And that's what this picture represents. I've seen preachers before go out to the water's edge and uh, they'll take a candidate down underwater. Y'all ever seen somebody's toe come up or maybe their knee come up and guess what happens? They'll bury them again. It's full immersion. You're buried. Now, he said, even so that we should walk in the newness of life. That old man is dead. You're showing the world that that old man is dead. There's a new man coming. I didn't realize and understand all that as a young man. But it means a whole lot more to me today than it did back then. 
He says, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection. Now, he was buried, but he rose again. And my friend, when you're uh, buried in that watery grave, uh, you come out and you're showing the world that you're one of his. Now, not only that, uh, anytime you read in the scriptures, uh, the apostle Peter uh, was talking there in the book of Acts. Uh, I want to read over there for just a moment. He, uh, as he was preaching in the second chapter, in the 38th verse, and let me back up in the 37th verse, it says, Now when they had heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, uh, listen, today, and I, I think sometimes as old-time Baptists, maybe uh, we just, I'll be honest with you, I'm guilty of it. We don't preach about baptism enough. Uh, but I want you to know that it wasn't something that uh, when you saved, you go years and years and years without being baptized. But I believe it was to immediate following. Uh, that's what Peter preached. He said, repent and be baptized. That's what he said. When I think about the old church, and I think about what she's gone through, and I think about how she's come to be where she is today, there's an ideal in the world today of a universal church theory uh, that every church is just the same. There's different ways to get to heaven. There's different roads you can take. And I've heard it all this morning. Listen, there ain't but one way to get to heaven today. There's one way, and that's through and by Jesus Christ. That's it. There's no other way this morning. There's none other name given under heaven whereby a man must be saved. And there's people that'll say, well, if I go and unite with a church or if I'm baptized, that'll wash away my sins. Listen to me, the washing away of the sin takes place when you place your faith and trust in the Lord and Savior. That's when faith is established. Today, there's people in the world today that say, well, I can just go and I can be baptized into this church or I'll be baptized. Listen, and I don't have intentions of hurting nobody's feelings. But I want you to know I believe the Lord set his church up before he ever left. I tend to believe, and I believe the scripture points to it, that he set it up on the mountain. That's what I believe. And when he set her up, he empowered her. And he called her out and he commissioned her. He charged her to go out into all nations, baptizing them and teaching them. He empowered her. Now, I believe there's other churches in the world today that maybe don't carry the same name as we do, but people are saved under it. I believe that. But I want to say this today. The church that the Lord set up, she's still in the world today. 
And I believe that I'm still a part of it today. And I want you to know today that we're still baptizing into this local independent body of baptized believers. That's what it is. It's a local independent body of baptized believers. And he commissioned that church to go into all the world and to teach them and to preach to them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Remember what the Lord told Well, I mean, there's just so many examples of this throughout the Scripture. You look at the thief on the cross. Could the thief on the cross, could he come up with any form of work? Well, no, he was hung on the cross at Calvary. He couldn't get off. There was no way they could take him to the water's edge and bury him. But what did he do? He placed his faith and trust in the Lord Jesus. He said, Lord, remember me when thou entereth into thy kingdom. And what did the Lord tell him? He said, for today thou shalt be with me in paradise. But yet today, listen, as we walk along our way and we stay on this course that we're on, baptism is so important. When you experience baptism and you become a member of the Lord's church, you say that you're going to follow this covenant over here. What is a covenant? A covenant's a promise that you're going to try your best to uplift and up live to the best of your ability what this covenant says. And listen to me, if you've never read it, I'd advise you to read over it. But listen to what some of the things says about what it is to be a part of the Lord's church. It doesn't say that you go around uh, talking about everybody and everything in the world, but it says that you uh, live together, you, you worship together, you love one another, you exalt the Lord Jesus' name. It doesn't say that you go around knocking down what you're a part of. What is it that John the Baptist said? He said, you must, I must decrease and he must increase. That's what it's all about. I decrease, and he increases. And when the Lord Jesus increases, my friend, he'll bring those things that he's done for us. He'll lift up those that's on our altar off. He'll save them that are lost. He'll bring people to be a part of our church. He'll do all of those things. I want to say this. The Lord doesn't lead lost people to unite with His church. Do I think that there's people in the Lord's church that probably hadn't been saved? Probably. I've heard some of them tell it. But that's not for me to reason on. When we try to baptize somebody, you know what we try to say? By profession of their own You tell me that you've had an experience with God, that you've trusted Him completely with your heart, then we'll take you to the best of our ability and try to baptize you. The Lord's church is special. The 
be a part of the Lord's church, to be part of the greatest institution. I think about what the Lord Jesus, how he described his church. If you want to read about how much he loved his church, and I thought maybe earlier in the week we was going to take some text from Songs of Solomon. But if you want to read about how much that he loves his church, you go read the Songs of Solomon. You read about how much he loved his bride. The bride said, I love him. He's mine and I'm his. You love the Lord Jesus because he loves you. He talks about over there in the second chapter that he is the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valley. And he describes the Lord's church as the lily of the valley. He loved his bride. And one day she's going to be without a spot or a blemish. I want you to know today, there's, listen, there's no such thing as a perfect church on this side, is there? People might fall out with me over that, but it's the truth. Heard somebody say one time you want to see a perfect church, let's all of us work, walk outside and let's look inside the building. This building's not the church. Keep in mind. But what I'm saying is, you know why this church isn't perfect? Because I'm a pastor. I'm not perfect. But my friend, we need to try to do everything that we can to make her shine like the diamond that she is. She's a diamond. And when I think about my bride, listen, I can't, I, I think about my bride. And I think about how she's beautiful to me. And how that God gave her to me. And I love her and I'd never want to do anything that would uh, discourage her or hurt her or do anything in this world that would tarnish her good name. That's the way it is with the Lord's church. To be a part of something that's special. That we walk in the newness of life. When you think about think about the apostles that were martyred. You think about the Lord Jesus. You think about the over 50 million Christians that were killed or martyred during the Black Sea. If you've never read Martyr's Mirror, it's a real good book to pick up and read. about what it is to be a part of the church and we just kind of let it fall to the wayside. To be a part of the Lord's church is to be a part of His church. 
And they say, well, just come on up and repeat this prayer, and we'll take you down, and, and we'll baptize you. Listen, I ain't got no confidence in nothing like this. That's not the way it happened for me. I did have somebody that uh, tried to uh, coerce and re- had me to repeat a prayer sometime, but when I was nine years old, I found myself at a revival, and I heard the preaching of the gospel, and nobody there knew anything about my heart, but my friend God knew about my heart, and he broke my heart, and I began to cry out to him. And the Lord saved me. that same revival, he led me to unite with his church. I'm going to be honest with you. You know what my grandparents told me the next day? They said, Jason, you need to unite with the Lord's church as soon as you can. I believe that. So today, I trusting in baptism, that water won't work for that. It's only by the blood of Jesus Christ that it works. That's what makes it possible. Today, as we come this way, you show in the church, and I'm using the church. And you use the church. Carry that with you tonight. Don't ever afraid to stand up for the Lord. Don't deny Him. Put Him on a pedestal where He belongs. He's the Savior of the world. And He gave His life for me and for you. Let's exalt His name today. If you've never been saved, experience what it is to have a hope in your heart and not just a hope, but I mean a confidence that you're going to go to heaven. I was telling you about them 50 million Christians. You know why a large majority of them were martyred? There was a dispute between, I just call it the Catholic Church, said that they wouldn't go along if it baptized. And you know what the, the church told them? They said, if you'll just recant and go along with this, we'll spare your life. Now, we're not just talking about older people. Jessica, don't fight me. I don't mean to be rude to you, but I want you to understand what our forefathers meant if we could be given that opportunity. One of the stories that always stuck out to me was a 14-year-old boy. He was 14 years old. He was held in prison in Antigua for two years. 
They said, if you'll just recant, your life will be spared. He said, I will. You know what they done? They beheaded They take people and burn them at the stake. They take them and put them in bags and tie the bags up and throw them off the river. You say, Brother Cole, that's gruesome. Listen to me. I'm trying to tell you about your history. There was women that was pregnant that their wombs was cut open and the babies was tossed. Listen to me, you say, Brother Casey, that's gruesome. I want you to know how we got to be where we are today. Because there was people that wouldn't back up and say, I'll go along with that. Thanks be unto God. Folks, what we're going to do today is I don't plan on just getting you with You're buried with me. I've had people tell me, Brother Casey, when I come up out of that water, something felt different. I hope so. Most have felt different first and foremost in the Lord's face. I want to be a part of that church. You've got to experience salvation. I want you to have the opportunity to see the Lord. It's the greatest thing that will ever happen to you. It's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. So come seek the Lord today. As we stand and have a verse of song, I feel like I've made the biggest mess out of this message tonight. I'm sorry. But I want you to know and understand why we're doing what we're doing. We're not just going through the motions. When you observe the first ordinance of baptism, then you get to go into the second. And he says, take this bread, take this wine. It's my body and my blood. He said, do this in remembrance of me. And you get to observe commandment that he left behind to remember what he done for you. That's special. Brother Strode, as we have the first time, if the Lord is dealing with your heart, I want to encourage you to come and seek the Lord with you. Come try the Lord. I promise you it'll be the greatest thing you've ever experienced. Go ahead.